What do Indiana, Michigan, Maryland, Louisiana, Nevada, and Washington, D.C. have in common? Give up? They all have online bar exams that can be taken at home. Bradley Skolnick, executive director of the Indiana Office of Admissions, joins us. I'm Lawrence Coletti, and this is Legal Talk Today. Hello, everyone. We have an interesting show today. We're talking about online bar exams and what that will look like for the applicants. But before we get to that, I want to thank our sponsor for this show, NBI. And of course, that's short for the National Business Institute. Taught by experienced practitioners, NBI provides practical, skill-based CLE sources attorneys have trusted for more than 35 years. Discover what NBI has to offer at nbi-sems.com. That's nbi-meaning the minus sign SEMS.com. All right. Thank you so much for joining us, Brad, and welcome to the show. Thank you, Lawrence. I'm very happy to be here today. Awesome. So, Brad, the, the Indiana Supreme Court Board of Law Examiners decided to host this summer's bar exam online, which, as I understand it, is a first for the state. But uh, now you're among a growing company of different states looking to do the same thing. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you and Michigan were the first states to officially announce. Is that correct? That is correct. We announced on May 7th that uh, we were going to administer an online exam, and Michigan followed suit no more than a week later. Oh, so you're you're the pioneers that did that. Uh, We invented a new bar exam, as somebody told me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so once you made that executive call to change the format of the bar exam, and I can't imagine how stressful that must have been at the time, but uh, how long did it actually take you to put the online bar exam together? We had part of it already put together because about half of the exam consists of what is called the Indiana essay exam. It's a six question essay examination that applicants have four hours to complete. That part of it was already in place because we administer that on our traditional bar exam. But we had to come up very quickly with a 12 question short answer exam on multi-state bar exam topics that uh, we will be using for the first time in this exam. So uh, we didn't have a whole lot of time to put it together, but our board of law examiners did a great job. And about how many people are taking the, this first time offered online bar exam? We have about 500 that have signed up, which is an increase over the past couple of years when we were in the uh, high 400s. I, I think there are a number of folks who have been attracted to the idea of taking a one-day exam from the comfort of their own home. Yeah, well, we'll see. <laughs> so I know that- uh, We'll see how know, that turns out. Yeah, you know, and I remember studying for the bar exam and the place where I studied from, I still, when I drive by, get a little queasy feeling in my stomach. I remember quite well how stressful that was. So hopefully people don't have the same feeling in their living rooms. You know, you're right. When I became executive director, I hadn't been at a bar exam for uh, 20, 25 years. And when I walked into that room for the first exam that I administered, uh, it it brought back a lot of memories. (laughs) For better, for worse, I guess. Not all of them good, but uh, (laughs) it was interesting. Well, so some of the major decision factors, you know, obviously moving online is going to make, uh, you know, a change in the format. But uh, what were the things that you were thinking about? Why was this so important? And then also, and this is kind of the part B part of that question, what were the factors that you needed to make sure were taken care of in that transfer to the online version? Yeah, you know, the, the one the one element that I think drove our decision is that we wanted to provide certainty for the applicants because of the fact that nobody knows for sure whether the pandemic is going to spike again or whether we would be able to achieve uh, adequate social distancing at the exam site, we made the determination that the best thing we could do, both for applicants as well as our entire team, was to provide an online exam in July 
that will allow Indiana applicants to take the exam in a timely fashion and then go out into the job market and hopefully be able to find uh, law-related employment. Well, and you got into this just a little bit earlier, but uh, how does the online version of your new exam compare to the regular in-person one? Well, first of all, it's only a one-day examination rather than the two full days. Secondly, we are unable to provide the standardized test, the multi-state bar exam, which is a 200-question standardized test uh, developed and offered by the National Conference of Bar Examiners. That component you cannot, we cannot offer online just because of the logistics involved. And so it's a one-day exam. It's all written. Uh, There will be no uh, multiple choice component to the exam. We feel very good about it because we're testing on both Indiana law as well as a short answer component on the same topics that are tested on the multi-state bar exam. So if you're not able to offer the multi-state bar examination part, uh, does that impact in any way the reciprocity with the state of Indiana? It doesn't. We are not yet a uniform bar examination state, so it really doesn't have an impact. Applicants who pass our bar exam are not able to transfer their scores to one of the uh, 36 or 37 UBE states. And and that, again, factored into our consideration. We're really not putting our applicants at any particular disadvantage. You know, I think most bar applicants are familiar with some type of software that they use to take tests, either in law school or perhaps preparing for the bar exam. But uh, this is different. It's a different format. You're having to do this remotely and people are doing this from the comfort of their home. So what tell us a little bit about the system that you all chose and how much it costs the applicants to implement. Yeah, we use a software called Exam360. A number of law schools also use this uh, for their laptop testing. We've used it for several exams now, and uh, we've had a great experience with them. It's developed by a company called ILG. Uh, What's unique here, though, is this, in order for us to proctor the exam and uh, remotely monitor the exam, this is not just the traditional software that uh, you use to uh, answer the questions. It will also provide a streaming service so that we can watch the applicants while they take the exam and also it's recorded so that if we need to go back and review any any items so we're very excited about that it's the first time that this has been used in terms of providing a streaming service so that we can a video if you will and you're right we're offering it for the the price of uh, $65 which is a reduced price from what we normally charge for the uh, software Normally, the cost is in the neighborhood of about $110. The reason we reduce the price is there's some additional charges that applicants may incur in connection with an online exam, and we wanted to make sure that it was uh, feasible for them from a financial standpoint. Yeah, I remember uh, when uh, we were walking through the doors, there was this huge long procedure, this long list of things that you had to follow. You could bring in certain caffeinated drinks and there was certain clothing you were not allowed to wear, like with pockets and things like that. And so you'd go into the exam and they'd check you off one at a time. And so one of the things that we had to show was identification to prove who we were. So in this remote setting, how are you verifying identification? Yeah, the applicants will hold up their identification, their driver's license in most cases, up to the screen where the monitor can view it. And then there's also a facial recognition component built in so that they in effect scan a picture of the ID. So we're going to have that back up and that way we assure that the person taking the exam is the individual who actually signed up for it. 
But you mentioned the streaming part and you're sort of keeping an eye on the applicant while they're taking the exam. Explain that process because I thought that was pretty unique. You're you're, uh, implementing external cameras to the laptop, not merely the one that's built in. That's right. Applicants will be required to have an external camera hooked up to their computer so that we can view them, get get the proper angle to view them to make sure that uh, someone is not appropriately consulting with their notes or looking through a horn book or whatever the case may be. And they will be monitored throughout. They will be viewed throughout the entire exam. Each of our monitors or proctors will have a, a screen with about 15 to 20 applicants on the screen where they can view throughout the exam the applicants. It's not a particularly exciting job because the applicants will be busy uh, working away at just answering the exam, but it does provide a level of test security that we're very comfortable with. Well, and then how about uh, restroom breaks? I know that's kind of more of a practical question, but I remember the first thing I did when I went in, sat down, got put all my stuff on the table, was I looked for the first closest bathroom, and then I'd go to that and see if there was another one maybe around the corner that I wouldn't have to wait in line. And so there was a big procedure for doing that. I'd close the test book, I'd hand it to somebody, and then I could go off and go to the restroom, come back, get it. So you obviously wanted to keep that time away from the exam to a minimum, but you know, like me, like I'm probably was very similar to other people. I was drinking a lot of coffee and caffeine just to stay uh, up for the exam after so many nights of studying. But of course, then you have to use the restroom a lot. So how does that all work for, for you all from a practical matter? Well, you know, that's a very important consideration. So what we've done is we have divided the exam up into six blocks of between an hour and an hour, 20 minutes. After each block of time, there will be a, a break of about five to 10 minutes that'll allow applicants to go to the restroom or take care of any other matters that they need. For example, uh, I think the, the first block will consist of several questions that the applicants will answer on the short answer component of the exam. They will then take a five or 10 minute break after which they will come back and answer the next three or four questions on the exam. So you can't go back. You can't go uh, take a look at your notes and then go back and and modify your answer to the first uh, three or four questions, but it will provide for a break. Experts tell us that you should provide that you you really can't test uh, anyone comfortably for more than an hour to an hour and a half. And we're we're making sure that we're going to comply with that. Well, Brad, last question. I'm going to make it a two-part because I'm trying to sneak two questions into the last question. So for the part A of the question is, how is the exam being scored? Is it any differently than previous exams? And then do you think that you'll still offer this online bar exam option after COVID-19? We're scoring the exam on the same 400-point scale that uh, we uh, score our all uh, that we score our bar, uh, traditional bar exam on through the conversion process. And I don't want to get into a lot of psychometrician type uh, talk, but through, through the conversion process, we're able to score it on the same 400-point uh, scale, passing scores 264. As far as whether this will be offered again in the future, who knows? I think that this is the wave of the future. It wouldn't surprise me if within the next five years, if not sooner, that you will see a a strong likelihood that exams around the country will be offered online. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Bradley, and thank you listeners for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please rate us in your favorite podcasting app. Once again, thank you to our sponsor, NBI, the National Business Institute, for making this program possible. This has been Legal Talk Today. I'm Lawrence Coletti. Have a great day, everybody. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.